Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, the ultimate destination for principals, leaders, and educators. That's right. We're diving deep into the important stuff, the ups and downs of mental health, the secrets to managing stress effectively, figuring out that elusive work-life balance, and mastering the art of being an effective leader. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we explore the fascinating world of life and leadership. So whether you're a principal, leader, a busy parent, educator, or someone on a mission to make a positive impact in the world, this podcast is for you. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. You got us going, huh? We're good. I'm gonna fire the tech guy. Hey, uh, it's December, friend. We are in December. We have made it to December. We're. Uh, how you doing today, by the way? I'm all right. I'm, are you? I'm giving our tech guy a pink slip, though. <laughs> okay. He's fired. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, I, I don't know what it is. The tech stuff. Maybe if anybody's out there that knows tech and wants to help with the. Uh, I mean, we're using, uh, we're trying to do the video and audio and we're not getting the video to kind of come through. Remotely, just for listeners. I'm at yeah. home and uh, Jason's at home and we're trying to do it through a remote platform and just things yeah. are, things are not working for us. So we got to figure that, figure that part out. Hey, how many cups of coffee do you have in the morning? One. You only have one cup yep. of coffee? Yep. Do you, do you have a, so you don't have any caffeine like later on in the day, like at two o'clock or anything like I don't. That? No, no, I, I've, and I've lately, I've been, um, I've been having it before I leave. Usually I bring it to work yeah. and now I've, I've been, um, just taking 10 minutes to just sit down and have it at home. Hmm. I don't know. Good for I you. I like it that way. Yeah. It gives you a little bit of that mindfulness. This uh, is apple, this is apple cider you see me drinking right now. Okay. That's what I was asking. Sure. It's apple cider. Sure. It is. It is. It's good stuff. <laughs> just kidding. You ready to go today, pal? I'm good, man. Let's uh let's like we always do, let's try to raise that frequency. Yeah, let's go spread some good out in the podcast universe. Episode 2P51. Hey, we're really excited to be checking in with you today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. Hey, and we are the two principals. If this is your first time checking in with us on the 2P pod, we appreciate it. We know you've got a multitude of options out there in the podcast universe. So um, sitting down and listening to these two clowns is always appreciated. Yeah, we're two principals, Kevin and I, and uh, we love talking the principalship, leadership, um, education, all that good stuff. So if you're checking us out, that's what we talk about. Uh, We love uh, hanging out. Uh, enjoying life and we try to get better each and every day and so KJ and I are on our journey and hopefully you are on your journey to a healthier and happier you one step at a time one conversation at a time Kevin I got the anthem for the show today the song Bruno Mars you can count on me yeah there you go wow Uh uh-huh this is our anthem today pal you can count on me. This is Bruno Mars. This was uh, released in 2010. It's a feel-good, uplifting song that promotes friendship and support. And the lyrics emphasize being there for someone in time of need. I thought this was a perfect song as we're in December here. We're in the holiday season. We're going to talk about being an empathetic 
leader, what that means, how can you do that. You so this song has gained popularity with audiences of all ages. Its positive message has made a popular choice for school events, graduations, and friendship-themed activities. It's been uh, covered and performed by numerous artists, has been featured in TV shows, movies, and commercials. Bruno Mars mentioned in interviews that Count On Me was inspired by the close bond he shares with his friends and the importance of having a support system in life, Kevin. What do you think about that? It's good. I like it. It's yeah. a good song. It is. It's got that simplicity. It's got that catchy melody. It's just going to you know, get you going. Hey, mailbag time, KJ. Yep. What do you got? We had a few people here um, check in with us. There was a couple questions here. Let me find one of them. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, let's see. This is from a principal. Uh, wants to know what are some habits uh, that this principal wants to know that can incorporate into uh, his own daily routine? to achieve and maintain mental clarity because mental clarity is uh, episode 2P50. So, what are some habits? Yeah, that maybe you can incorporate into your own daily routine to maintain or achieve mental clarity as a principal. Um, I think some some very, very simple things that you can do in the moment if you're finding yourself not having clarity is is just doing some simple breathing. Yeah, if you're if you're in the moment and you're finding yourself mm-hmm. kind of in that fog and and kind of stressed out, just take a breath, take a pause, and and just do some simple breathing exercises. It could only you know maybe it's only thirty seconds. Um, just kind of reset yourself a little bit. Yeah, those are. I mean, that's great, and I think you know the principalship, and you know we have a lot of principals that are. You know, we check in with, that's what we do. And that job is a, it's a big job and it really can uh, get you going and moving and, and really bog you down and, and, uh, you know, not get, you don't get that, you don't always have that mental clarity. So that's a, that's a great question for me. I would just say, you know, along with the breathing, uh, sometimes is just to just feel where you're at, just notice your feet when you're walking notice you know maybe you're sitting in a chair notice your chair um like you said notice your breath but just try to uh, be present uh with that the other piece i would say you know i know it works for both you and i but uh you know i like to get up early and i like to get a a workout in in the morning just to clear my mind and, and set my uh intention for the day and that's another one just you know set your intention what do you want uh what do you want uh to happen during your day so we appreciate all those checking in. If you do have questions for Kevin or myself here, you can email us at uh, the number two, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L-S, podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's two principles podcast at gmail.com. I always love to hear from listeners and folks that have questions for us and the principalship, leadership, and everything that's going on. Hey, Kevin, we have a blog that, uh, you know, I, I really like the blog. Uh, it's something that you and I try to align with what we talk about. And I know mm-hmm. we have uh, the blog out there uh, that we put out uh, this, uh, or actually last week, the blog that we had out last week was on uh, empathy. And mm-hmm. so we are talking about that now. We're going to yep. have our, our podcast episode on that. So yeah, how li- can leader, listeners, how, how can folks, principals, I know those folks want to find out about that. Yeah, they can just hop onto the website, twoprinciples.com. 
And uh, right there at the top in the navigation, there is a blog link. And so, like you said, we're we're making those live every Sunday. Um, and you talked about the email, but you, there's also a way at the bottom on, on that page um, within the within the blogs. You can also just send us a quick message through the the little link or whatever you want to call it. Um, the interactive. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, Jason. The 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 thing website? on the website, go, yeah. There's go a to the website. right. There's a there's a thing you can fill in. Right. What I'm getting at is, it's another way to send us a message. It'll go to our email, but it's not actually opening your email. It's just sending a message from the website. So it's another yeah. way to reach out to us. We love it, and uh, yeah, hopefully you're <coughs> checking that out. And it's like I said, those blogs are really quick, easy reads. The other the other place, you know, I, we'll put them out on our social media accounts too. So. If you have an X account, Twitter account mm-hmm. there, just uh, you can follow us at Two Principles. You know, we've also got Instagram, uh, YouTube. And so you can find us on our social media accounts. We love uh, we love our followers. We love people checking in with us. And uh, there's just a lot of great people out in the world doing great things. And we're just very fortunate that we can uh, be hanging out and hanging out with some of these folks. So, hey, before we get questions started here, um, the random <laughs> question of the show it's your favorite part of the show buddy this is. is where i get to ask you a question and you can tell me what you think uh this is uh would you rather work for a leader who prioritizes empathy that's what we're talking about today and understanding in their leadership approach but may at times struggle with making tough decisions or would you rather work for a leader who's highly efficient and decisive but lacks empathy and understanding of emotional well-being. Yeah, that one's easy for me. I'd rather work for somebody who's who's um, empathetic and, and understanding. Um, Even if they can't make yeah, those tough decisions. Because, because, I mean, you can read into that question a little bit, but I just feel like sustainability-wise, you're, you're, you're going to have a much longer lifespan within an organization if you're working for somebody who who is empathetic and is able to understand um yes at times it's nice to have somebody who can make quick decisions and they're the right decisions and and is maybe a little gruff and and rough around the edges but i just don't think that's sustainable over the over the course of a long period of time and yeah so i mean they both have their values but yep that's what we're talking about today we're going to talk about the empathetic uh principle the empathetic leader what does that mean uh how do we do that so the title of today's show is empathy and leadership or the principleship nurturing emotional health really there's a you know when i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about you know leading with your heart i'm you know there there are you know navigating empathy it's not always easy and rose colored glasses and all that stuff some mm-hmm. people struggle with it and so you know today i want to have some conversations with you about maybe some of the pitfalls and maybe some of the uh, stuff that goes along with that it is a balancing act. You know, there is the challenge of empathy and leadership just because that question, I asked that question, that would you rather question. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you do, you you might have to make some tough decisions and, and stuff like that. But can you do it with empathy? And I, we're going to have some, uh, we've got some statistics today. We've got some questions. We've got some strategies for principles that hopefully that uh, they'll find value in and, and help. You know, we're all just on this journey trying to do it, right? You and I, yeah, uh, coming out of work here today. Uh, obviously, uh, coming back and just doing what we do, but yet we need we always want to grow and get better at what we do, Kevin. And so these are topics that I really find uh, a lot of value in. 
And when we're talking about empathy, why would you want to be an empathetic mm-hmm. leader? You know, and there's the, the, you've got, you know, we've talked about this a lot too, the managing boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. You got to set boundaries because you don't want to, you don't want to burn out either. Right. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that too. Anything else you want to add here with the empathy and being a principal and um, I just want to highlight that you said, you know, sometimes it's tough for people. And, and, and I think, you know, we all have personalities and mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I kind of look at the ability to be empathetic or I don't even, I don't want to say be empathetic because I think there are plenty of people that are empathetic, but maybe they have a hard time showing it. Mm, yeah. I think there's a big difference between being empathetic and being able to show you're empathetic. Um, For whatever reason, some people, and I sometimes put myself in this category of sometimes being empathetic feels uncomfortable for some reason. Like, and I don't really understand that at times, but, but showing emotion or being emotional or, um, you know, I I often sometimes in, I, I will find myself in, when, when people are dealing with hard situations, like really, really like, like trauma in their life, mm-hmm. yeah, I often feel like I don't know what to say. And I will admit that sometimes the result of that is sometimes I don't say anything because I don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And that's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of the things is you're being, you're being open and honest about that. Right. And I think, you know, we, you know, we are in leadership positions. We are, we do, we do deal with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when those crises come up or that trauma comes up, like you said, it, it, there is, there, it, it is very difficult sometimes to know what to say. Cause I think you, you question in your head, well, if I say this, what is this going to come mm-hmm. across as, or if I don't say this? So it is, I think that, I, I don't think you're alone there, Kevin. And, and, um, but it's just, it's something that we can all, I think this is a critical a topic to be discussing because it is, uh, I believe you can be, helps you become effective in your leadership. And so empathy is that piece that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to explore how nurturing emotional health can help leaders build strong relationships yeah. with their team members and create a more positive work environment. And kind of, you know, perfect segue into some of the, some of the data that we have, um, you know, we've got about we've got about ten little kind of statements here, and and uh, maybe I'll take the first uh, handful here. I'll take the first five, and it really just talks about why, ultimately, why being an empathetic leader is a good thing, and why you might want to consider and and evaluate, you know, your level of empathy and and how your staff feel about you. Um, but so basically, you know, spoiler alert: all of our data is going to show that being empathetic is a positive thing. <laughs> Okay. Um, first one talks about uh, employees that feel that their leader is empathetic. They have an empathetic workplace. Those employees are more engaged, uh, more motivated, more satisfied with their work in general. Um, and we've talked about this before. If you can go to work and you feel generally more satisfied, you're going to produce a better product, whether that product is a relationship product that you have with kids or staff, um, or whether it's something that you're actually, you know, physically making. Um, 92% of employees believe that empathy is an important quality for leaders to have. 
Okay. That's, I mean, you're talking almost a hundred percent. So people want to be led by people who are empathetic. That's, mm-hmm. that's what that study is, is telling us. Um, let's see another, another survey talks about, uh, organizations with higher levels of empathy, they tend to have better financial performance. So definitely talking, you know, more of the, the product side of things, um, that goes, goes to speak to, uh, you know, if you're satisfied, you're more motivated, you're more engaged. Um, empathetic leaders are more effective in resolving conflicts. Okay. And fostering collaboration. I mean, that's, that one's huge for us. We're working with people. I mean, we're in a people business and, and there are conflicts. So, if we can provide, you know, a more empathetic culture, um, it shows studies show that, that, uh, that is a more, um, a well-suited, uh, environment for better solving conflicts. So that's great. Um, then the last one before I hand it off to you, uh, talks about leaders who exhibit empathy are more likely to have employees who are committed to their organization, um, and demonstrate Again, higher levels of job performance. So, um, all of those um, again are speaking to the positivity of implementing some strong empathy practices within your organization, whatever that just, looks like. Yeah, or just being a being a leader. They mm-hmm. want you know people want to work for leaders. The other piece there that um, came out of the Global Empathy Index was that it also has higher levels of employee retention. But before we, I want to yeah. let's first let's define. I want to define what is empathy. What empathy is? What is empathy? And then... Are we going like Webster Dictionary? Well, no. I mean, you know, for me, the way that I would... The way that I would say empathy, it's it's the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Yeah. So to really... If you break that down, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. So... And you had mentioned it, and sometimes it is. It's difficult to do that. But so... I think before we even get, I wanted to get very clear on a definition for you and I as we talk about this. But so when we're talking about empathy, again, it's the ability to understand others and share the feelings of others. So being there uh, on that emotional uh, level and intelligence. And so let me ask you this, Kevin. So why, with, with knowing that, why would it be important for leaders to, um, start to figure that out or start to bring that about in their in their job as a principal. And now a word about our partner, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Located right here in Maple Grove, Minnesota, HealthWise is ready and able to assist you with becoming the best version of yourself. And now, back to the show. Oh, I think it just builds trust. I mean, it build, I mean, if I'm able to connect with a staff member on an emotional level, that is going to breed trust between myself and that individual. Mm-hmm. And I think trust is the foundation of almost everything we do. And mm-hmm. if, if a staff member trusts you, 
you're going to be able to problem solve with that staff member more effectively. You're going to be able to handle conflict with that staff member more effectively. Um, you're going to be able to deliver news that maybe somebody doesn't want to hear more effectively mm -hmm. because there is a level of trust. And, and I, th I think it, it starts, it starts with, with being empathetic. If, if somebody can, um, you know, what do we, what do we say with kids all the time with teachers? We say kid teachers, kids need to know that you care. Yep, kids need to know that you care. We say that all the time. It doesn't matter what you're teaching them. If they think you don't care, they're not going to buy in. They're not going to listen. They're not going to learn. So I think it goes the same with us. I mean, it just, and I think that's, that's where, you know, especially when you use the word share the feelings of others, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding and sharing the feelings of others. And I think sometimes that's where I find myself uncomfortable is because people are going through things that I haven't gone through. And I think that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to be honest. Um, because it's like, well, how do I know what you're feeling, right? I can be sympathetic. I can, I can feel for you that you're in a bad spot. Um, and I guess that, that just depends on the situation. And, and uh, you're not always going to be able to understand fully what someone else is going through, I think. But Well, and I think that's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Yeah. Sympathy, to me, is something that maybe you've gone through or similar mm -hmm. thing. Empathy is, is more of you may not have gone through that, but you're connecting on a more... Um, genuine level of just yeah. understanding and listening. And so we're going to get to that. And I think what you're saying there about what that does is it, it, it builds trust. It, it, it breeds to trust. It, and then it's the strong, I think it, ultimately then it's just like you said, it creates those strong relationships. So mm -hmm. really wanted to get that out there. Just a few other things that I thought were interesting from, um, again, empathetic leaders have higher levels of uh, psychological safety, which is encourages open communication, <coughs> innovation, and risk-taking. Again, we as a schools, we want to be able to have that communication. We want to be innovative. We want to be able to take risks. Uh, the other one that I thought was pretty good is uh, loyal to their organization. Um, and it, it, and they recommend it. So if you, if you are, uh, if, if you perceive or your employees perceive you as a leader or those in your building as empathetic, they're more likely to be loyal to you, to your school, to your organization, to your district, whatever you're doing. And then they're going to recommend it as a great place to work too. Because what do we struggle with right now in schools? People leaving. People not, leaving. And not, right? and not finding people. And not finding people. Yep. So you, you, I think one of the things you, I mean, there's, there's multitudes of, you know, there's multitudes of layers to that, but that's one thing, you know, being an empathetic leader and just, being there for people. And then the other piece is that um, this came out of Berkeley here, suggests that the empathy and leadership is positively associated with employee well-being and lower levels of stress and burnout. Well, what do we talk about on the show all the time? That's, what we, what, yeah. that's the big reason we talk about this show is we talk about how can you manage your stress? How can you balance work-life wellness and take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so you can be a better leader. So if empathy is part of that, well, let's do it then, huh, pal? Yeah. I'm challenging you. Let's do this, pal. Let's let's be let's be uh, empathetic principles, okay? Yeah. All right. Um I'm gonna ask you a question sure. here. Let's let's ask a couple questions here. So going back to what you were talking about, um, you know, when you're talking about empathy 
and what it can do to build trust and what it can do to build stronger relationships with somebody. What about um, that empathetic leadership building stronger teams, right? You know, it could be uh, a department. It could be your it could be your admin team, could be a counseling team, whatever it may be. How does empathetic leadership contribute to to building those stronger teams? Well, I, I think it's still I think it's still the foundation of trust. I think it, yeah. it, it you know that that same foundation between two individuals I think is still going to be felt amongst a team. I mean, we've all mm-hmm. we've probably have all experienced being on a team and having that one individual who makes things difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could be, you know, for a variety of reasons, but there's probably in, in, in a situation like that. I mean, I can think of teams that I've been on where there's been somebody that the rest of the team views as difficult and mm-hmm. there's not a lot of trust there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't want to be redundant, but I, I really do think that when, when you've got an entire team and they truly trust each other, they're they're going to be able to identify you know strengths and weaknesses within the team. They're going to be able to um, you know support somebody who's who's maybe lacking in a certain area, and do it without a way that's going to be resentful because they right. trust that the person is there for the right reason. Um, right. They're going to try to you know build them up. There's going to be a more um, you know collaborative type approach and spirit to the team. Um, a sense of belonging, um, people feeling valued, feeling heard, um, you know, feeling empowered. And, and so, again, imp- be, you know, being empathetic with an individual is, is great. But that also, if you can, if you can push that, that, you know, practice onto a team, that team is just going to be that much more, that much more um, effective as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A great, great answer to that question. Um, how about this one for you? How about why is it important for leaders to balance um, care and accountability? So accountability. So that's interesting that we're talking about accountability with with empathy. Okay. I like so that. I like that so question. I how like do you want to say it again? How do you how do how do leaders balance care and accountability when practicing empathetic leadership? Well, you know, before I even answer this question, I think there's a lot of, there's a leaders even that I have conversations with that sometimes think if I'm empathetic, I'm going to come across as soft and I'm going to come across as maybe not being able to hold people accountable, right? So this question right here that you're asking me, I love it because I truly believe you can be an empathetic leader, but you can also hold people accountable. And why do I say that? you have um, an opportunity to support your team and maybe what they're going through, the emotions that they're going through. Um, Also, you can do that, but you can also maintain expectations and standards of performance. So I I believe I can do both. I believe that you can balance. I'm going to listen and I'm going to be um, understand where people are coming from, from the emotional side of things and in the people side of things. But at the same time, I can maintain the expectations. Hey, we still need to get this done. Here's a standard that we're going to work at. Here's what uh, needs to get done and how we do that. But by finding, you know, the, the balance, you know, you as a principal uh, can provide encouragement, can provide motivation 
all while holding your your staff or your teachers or <coughs> you know other leaders accountable for their responsibilities. I don't think it's I don't think you know I think there might be a little bit of false thing saying, oh, if I'm an empathetic leader, I'm just gonna let my staff just kind of walk all over me and do whatever. No, you can be a empathetic leader where you understand other people's emotions and you're there for them and you're listening to them and you're showing genuine care for them. But at the same time, you can be holding the line and, you know, creating boundaries, expectations and all that stuff. But I think when you can do both, when you can, when you can balance both of them, what you're going to find out is it's going to promote a, a culture of respect, um, fairness. And I believe you're really going to empower the team or the, those you're serving to feel supported in their own professional growth and development while also understanding that they have to meet the responsibilities within your school or what you're trying to get accomplished. So I do think that it is crucial um, to balance both care and accountability. And I think you can do that. I don't think it's, uh, and, and if somebody's struggling out there, like, hey, I have a hard time with this, well, we're going to get into some of the things that you can do because it, it, this, this piece of being an empathetic leader, can, you can learn how with some skills and some practice to become a more empathetic leader. Okay, that's good. I want to, I want to, with that question, Ken, yeah. I want to, I'm going to, I want to go a little bit into like another layer of it. Okay. okay we talked about the balancing part of it, but those principles that will say, well, Kevin, how can I balance empathy? But I also need to make those tough decisions. I got to make tough decisions. How, how can I, as a principal do that? I'm going to, I'm going to argue that you actually by, by having empathy, by showing empathy, I'm going to argue that it's actually easier to make tough decisions. I like it. And the, the the logic behind that is man, I keep I keep going back to the word trust, but but I'm telling you, if you have the trust of your staff, they don't necessarily even if they don't necessarily understand the rationale for a decision that you're making, they trust that you're making a decision that is in the best interest of the building or the school or the kids, yeah. kids or whatever. So uh, again, if, if, if you are focusing on, on being an empathetic leader, you are cultivating those relationships with your staff. You are gaining trust and it's genuine. It's not, it's not arbitrary. It's not manufactured. It's genuine. I, I know that if I have to make a tough decision, and I have the trust of my staff, I'm going to feel better about making that decision. I mean, can you imagine getting up in front of 75 teachers and, and telling them you're going to make a decision and you, and you knew that not one of them trusted you? <laughs> can you, I mean, think about how nerve wracking that would be. Yeah. You don't have so, really, yeah. so when you talk about having to make a hard decision, would you, would you rather make a hard decision with staff that don't trust you or with staff mm -hmm. that do trust you? I want to make a hard decision with staff that trust me. How do yeah. I do that? Be empathetic, right? So, and and, yeah. at, and at the end of the day, too, even by being a empathetic leader, an empathetic principal, it doesn't mean that if you're going to make a tough decision, doesn't mean again, 
you're in the leadership position that there are, people are always going to agree with it. Right. But if you can show, but if you're, if you're a genuine person and you're showing, um, you know, care, compassion, you're listening to people, but you're still making decisions and you're confident in it. Even if somebody disagrees with it, I believe that you're still going to have that. Like you, you use the, you've been using the word trust, right? Mm-hmm. You have that trust between people. And I think that's, I think that's really good. Yeah. Uh, let's keep, let's move into uh, barriers. Let's talk about yeah. that. Um, we talk yeah. we talk about that a lot with you know regardless of what the topic is. Um, what are some common barrier barriers to, well, to yeah, you well, know empathy and leadership? And I think one of the things that makes it difficult, and and I'll be honest, this has been a again a journey for me, is why it's why it can be difficult or why it can be a barrier for a principal or a leader. And I'm speaking because this, ha- this, this is something I've had to go through. It's self-awareness, hmm. lacking self-awareness. If, if I'm lacking self-awareness and I'm not being able to check in with myself, my, my mental being, my emotional being, my uh, emotional, you know, regulating my emotions and checking in where I'm at, if I can't even self-assess and be aware of what's going on with me and I lack that, mm-hmm. how the hell am I going to be able to go do that with somebody else? So to me, that's the biggest number one barrier. And I would say, hands down, it's it's lacking self-awareness. That can be your biggest uh, barrier to um, empathy in your leadership. Because you're just, you're, if you're not in touch with your own emotions, you know, we always say it starts with you, right, Kevin? Yeah, it starts absolutely. with you going inside, you know, being in touch with your emotions, um, figuring out uh, if, because again, I'm going to say it again, if you don't, if you can't even understand your own self and your mm-hmm. own emotions, how can I understand someone else's emotions? I can't because I can't even get into, I can't even That's self be self-awareness with myself. So I think one of the things you can do to overcome it though. So I, because again, I, I'm going to say years ago, I was not, I, I was more on the outside rather than dealing with the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I would describe myself. I was more focused in on the outside things rather than what the heck was going on with myself. So this is one I can, I, I'm, I'm speaking as this is the way that I used to, I was, I was lacking self-awareness. This is something I continually practice. It's, you know, for me, it's, it's my mindfulness practice. There's a lot of things I, 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 I sit with and I do now so I can get into myself. But to overcome this, you know, what I've done is just like I said, mindfulness has been huge for me. Self-reflection, even, you know, I, sitting down and I'm not a big journal person, but I know sometimes uh, if I just have a piece of paper, I'm <laughs> just jotting down um, how I'm feeling. I'm just writing it out and reflecting on that or reflecting on my day or reflecting on how I feel inside. What are my thoughts happening right now? What does it feel like in my body? Uh, those type of things. And then the last piece is important is if you are one that lacks self-awareness, seek feedback from somebody, somebody that you trust. You know, you can't just go out there and just start asking people that don't know you, somebody that you trust that knows you that's going to be, you're going to be a little vulnerable doing that. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a close friend, maybe it's, maybe it's a therapist or counselor that you go see, 
for that. But again, those are those are things that I would suggest uh, that people do to um, overcome that barrier of self awareness. Yeah, that's good. Hey, that's good uh, points. There are there are um, dangers, um, potential dangers when leading with empathy, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And of I want course you to, there are. I want I, I want to ask you. Um, what are some of those dangers for principals when focusing yeah. on empathy and leadership? Yeah, I think it's good to point it out because, you know, we've talked about, you know, the episode that we did with uh, servant leadership. You know, there, there are pitfalls and, and dangers with that, too, just like with any any approach. And and mm-hmm. so um, some of the first few that come to mind, um, burnout, okay? Mm-hmm. If, if you are, if you are, I'm almost going to call it compa- compassion fatigue, Yes, um, I like that word. If if you are constantly empathizing with other emotions and 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 you know trying to 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 nurture that and and um, um, be a safe haven for for everyone and neglecting it with yourself, you, you could potentially burn out. Okay, so you could be too empathetic, right? Um, kind of along the lines of that, but we've talked about it before. Our boundaries, uh, focusing too much on empathy. I mean, it's kind of what we just said. Um, too much on empathy, emotional health, um, you know, not not having a clear boundary between, you know, your personal life and work life, and and uh, you know, are you constantly obsessing about what's happening with your staff on the weekends? Are you, um, you know, just just that kind of thing? Just not having healthy boundaries, yeah. um, neglecting other responsibilities kind of ties into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It, I mean, it might even be responsibilities in your personal life, but it might also be responsibilities at work. You know, we've, you and I have been doing this a long time, and there's there's more to the job than just teachers and students. Yep. Um, there's 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 budgets. There's I mean, there's everything. Scheduling. I mean, there's so many things. And if you're finding yourself just constantly in the weeds with dealing, you know, working with the emotional side of things and neglecting your other responsibilities. Well, that's a red flag that maybe you're, Mm -hmm. you're kind of getting off kilter a little bit. Mm -hmm. What else? What other ones you got? I know you probably got a couple. Uh, yeah, I would say sometimes it's, uh, overemphasize, overemphasizing, uh, or I should say emphasizing. I'm, I'm I'm (laughs) thinking, I'm, I'm thinking before I even speak here, but it's, uh, over empathizing with maybe certain individuals or, or certain people um, if you're doing that with a certain group, that can maybe lead to bias, uh, and favoritism. So fa- I guess the word I'm looking at, people will think, oh, I'm, I'm favor, you know, if I'm constantly with, oh, sure. um, this group of teachers or this group of staff members, and I'm constantly, uh, you know, you care about, you care about them more than more the other. Than, yeah. The other so you get yeah. a little bit of that favoritism there it can, can create, you know, maybe it can possibly create a, uh, negative, environment within your school um and then too you know this one could be you know if your empathetic actions uh can be misinterpreted Mm -hmm. you know leading to confusion and misunderstanding among staff and students that could be a potential danger too of of, like i said misinterpretation of and that's a that's a tough one too because if you're being empathetic with an individual it's not like you're going to you're not going to broadcast the details of that, right? No. Because it's personal. And mm-hmm. so that's a good one. That's a good one. I hadn't thought of that. 
And, yeah. and that, that is a good one because misinterpretation is, is a very real thing. You know, people have perceptions about stuff. So, and like, like we were talking, you know, earlier as we're, you know, prepping for the show, I think it's important for principals to strike that balance between empathy and like you were just saying your other leadership responsibilities, you have to have that balance and mm-hmm. that you're, you said it, you said it right to, on this, you know, make sure you're setting clear boundaries, being mindful. I think it's just being mindful of those, of these potential pitfalls. So if, you know, principals, I think be mindful that these, these possible things could happen when, when focusing on nurturing uh, emotional health. So I think that is important. I also want to say too, and I said this earlier, that if you're one that is, you do not think that, uh, or how do I become, or can I, I, I might not be an empathetic leader right now. Can I, can I do that? Well, there's all sorts of research out there that suggests that empathy is a skill that can be learned and developed over time. So if you're, if you're a, a principal out there and you're like, well, God, I don't feel like I'm an empathetic uh, leader or principal. Well, you know what? You can start to figure that out. And so I want to get into Kevin, I'm going to ask you. So we talked about the pitfalls. Yeah. I'm a principal. You're a principal. Yeah. Why are we talking about why is it important? Why why would it be important? I know we've talked a little bit about this, but let's maybe uh, just hone in on this a little bit here and then we'll give we'll give the listeners some strategies too. But why is it important yeah. to be an empathetic principal? I mean, we, we are going to mention some things we already talked about, but first and foremost, you're building trust and rapport. Okay? First and foremost, that that is the foundation of your building. You're you're building that trust in relationship with students staff and parents um just in general that's going to create a more positive and inclusive school culture just bottom line mm-hmm. um understanding the needs of others okay that's the very nature of what being empathetic is and and so that's going to enable that principle uh, to understand the needs challenges perspectives of again your students your staff your parents um and and when you understand the those unique Items within certain groups, that's just going to make you a better leader. Uh, we talked about conflicts. We talked about a, an empathetic culture, you know, being able to resolve conflicts more more effectively. Um, empathetic principles, they're better able to mediate conflicts and address those issues in a more sensitive, okay, constructive manner, leading to more positive outcomes and resolutions. Um, this kind of goes without saying, but it's just, you're creating a, 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 um, a caring environment, a fostering and caring environment. Um, mm-hmm. That principle is going to set that tone. We've talked about that word before, that tone for a caring and compassionate school culture. Um, people are going to feel heard, they're going to feel understood, and they're going to feel valued. That's going to tie into all the other things we talked about, retention, engagement, um, um, productivity, all of that. Um Communication is going to be improved and empathy, you know, it's going to help that principal communicate more effectively with, again, all the stakeholders, um, leading to better collaboration and cooperation, um, supporting social emotional development. Okay. That's a big one. I mean, everybody knows what, what SEL is, um, Mm -hmm. not just with students, but with staff and empathetic principal is going to be able to support that social emotional development of, of, again, the students, 
um, and staff by recognizing and addressing their emotional needs and experiences, which ties into understanding the needs of others. I mean, it's all, it's just a big circle, right? Right. Um, and then promoting that positive school climate. Again, setting that tone. Empathy contributes to a positive school climate by creating the sense of belonging, uh, that understanding, and then that support among all members of the school community. It just, um, so you ask the question, why is it important to be an empathetic leader? <laughs> Man, I mean, and there's more. I mean, we could keep going, um, but those are the ones that stand out to me, um, just right out, right out of the gate. And and uh, I mean, if 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 anybody's reading that and says I don't want my building to be like that, then you're in the wrong job. Right. I mean, that's exactly what we hope for. We hope that yeah. for our kids. We right. hope that for our, our, our staff and all right. that stuff. How about uh, you know? We've talked about the pitfalls. We've talked about the why. Um, something you mentioned just a couple minutes ago about how it's a skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of people might not think of empathy as a skill. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what you're saying when it talks about, you know, you're talking about a skill, you're talking about, you know, strategies, you know, so, so now I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's behavior. It's, it's things mm-hmm. that it's action. So what are the actions that you think um, could help assist with a, with a leader becoming more empathetic? Yeah, those are, you know, the the first thing is, and it's something too that I've mentioned before, and I, it's something that I ch- always challenge myself, and I challenge myself. I think when I when I get into the time from Thanksgiving, you know, we we wrapped up Thanksgiving a f- couple weeks ago, and we're in December now, and we're getting to the holiday. We're in the holiday season. Yeah. For me, it's being an active listener. So what if you want to? Uh, work on developing empathy in yourself, practice active listening, listen intently to the concerns, feelings, emotions, experiences of, you know, the staff that you serve and do that without interrupting or making judgments. And I'm going to, and I want to say interrupting or making judgments. And I, I chuckle because in my own, in my marriage, how many times, and I'm going to ask you, you get in a conversation, maybe your spouse, your wife is is talking. Are you active listening or what are you doing? You you might want to interrupt or maybe you want to maybe say, hey, maybe you should try this. Have you ever done that before, Kevin, or is it just me? It's just you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's It's got to be one of the hardest things to do out there, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so uh, really practice that with those that, you, that you're serving you know, your teachers could be cooks, could be custodians, your assistants, your parents, your your assistants, all that stuff. Show genuine interest in understanding their perspective. So that to me is that's one thing you can do to develop uh, empathy uh, in if you want to grow that uh, mm-hmm. in yourself. The other one, the other one I would say, too, is look at diverse perspectives, engage with people from different backgrounds and experiences and and I say that we're in a world right now that I think t- we focus too much on the same. Want to find everything that's the same or experiencing the same thing. I'm going to challenge you to get out and listen to what other people have to say from different backgrounds, experiences, even cultures to, to broaden your awareness and understanding of those perspectives and experiences. I think that is something that we can all do a better job of and it really can help again to develop empathy uh, in yourself the other thing is 
uh, put yourself in the shoes of others. And, and a lot of times I'll sometimes, uh, I'll even just sit to myself sometimes and I'll be like, wonder what that other person, I wonder what that's like. And so I try to put myself, I, I literally try to visually put myself in someone else's shoes and be like, yeah, wonder what it, wonder what they might be, how they might be feeling or thinking about a, a given situation that in itself can start to help you develop a deeper understanding of their experience. Uh, I got a few more here that I, I that are, that are, you know, that I've thought about reflect on your own personal experiences. Uh, I think, uh, and emotions to gain insight on how others might be feeling. Again, it's getting in tune, being self-aware of yourself, show compassion. This is a big one. Something I've worked on for a long time is showing compassion, uh, uh, kindness, understanding, and support for others, especially in difficult or challenging situations. So practice that. When you see somebody, um, how can you show kindness? How can you show somebody that you understand what they're going through or the support uh, when they're going through something? Uh, practice empathy and decision-making. As a principal, consider the impact of the decisions uh, uh, on others and always look to make choices um that are sensitive to the needs uh, of their well-being. So practice that. Uh, seek feedback. I said that earlier, um, and how you can better support them. Sometimes it's you know I could ask you this, Kevin. You know, hey Kevin, are there any things I could be doing to help support you? You know, ask ask for that feedback. Um, the other thing too, there's so many things out there with professional development, uh, mm -hmm. workshops, seminars, courses, uh, you know, the big one out there is emotional intelligence, uh, on that and, and how you can develop your skills. So don't be afraid to go to some of those, uh, professional development opportunities. Um, you know, and then how, as a principal, are you doing this at, in your, in your school, in your job? How are you encouraging empathy among your staff? And, and you know, how are you doing that by modeling empathetic behaviors and all that other good stuff? So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So what I'm hearing from that is those are actions. Mm -hmm. Those are you, things you that didn't, you, you didn't list one like personality trait. You didn't no. list a feeling. You didn't list the ability to experience something the, those are literally actions. Those are actionable items that you can do um, that will be a way to enhance your ability to be empathetic. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, those are those are things again, like you can you can start to practice and you can start to do and you can develop that over time. Hey, let's uh let's wrap this show up today, yep. bud, with uh, a takeaway. You have a takeaway, I have a takeaway. What are they? Mine is going to be, since we're in that season, mine's going to be practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mine is going to be take that time each day, however it looks for you, and reflect on what you're grateful for and express your appreciation for your team members. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be every team member, obviously. That's a big task, but um, this is going to look different for everyone. Whatever you're comfortable with, just practice some form of gratitude. It is difficult to feel sad if you are feeling gratitude for something. 
And I love that because that's a that's a very simple way, just a, a strategy to start to mm-hmm. build uh, empathy. So I think that's great. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little inward here. Um, and be when I say selfish, you got to be selfish here. We're in, like you said, we're in the season, the holiday season, busy time. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Now, I want you listeners to take care of your own emotional health. Uh, we are in the season right now in the schools, the emotions, all that stuff that's happening. Kevin is crazy. Yep. all over the place. Um, and we deal with a lot of different things. Don't forget your own emotional health. Make sure whatever it is, I challenge you to do 20 minutes of exercise every day from now and now through the new year. Maybe it's spending time uh, doing a mindfulness practice, meditation. Maybe it's, you know, even if you're like, you know, we're in Minnesota here where it gets cold. I still like to go outside. I still like to spend time in nature because there's something about going out in nature when it's cold, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it sounds different. It feels different. So make t- make sure you're spending time in nature. So take care of yourself. So, hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Episode, Kevin. <laughs> Wait, episode. What, do you got, what do you got in your mouth? <laughs> I have nothing, man. Oh. On empathy and leadership, oh, okay. nurturing emotional health. You know, Kevin and I hope that uh, our discussion today has provided valuable insights into the importance of empathy and leadership and how nurturing emotional health can positively impact you and your school environment. As leaders, fostering empathy and understanding can create a culture of support, inclusivity, and emotional well-being for all members of our school community. Hey, we encourage you to continue exploring the role of empathy and leadership and to incorporate practices that promote emotional health within your school. We want to thank you again for joining us. We look forward to continuing these important conversations in future episodes. Remember, empathy is a powerful tool for creating a more compassionate and connected learning environment. With that said, until next time, no matter what it is that you do, make sure that you are leading and living with purpose.